Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Eggery and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% need his name up in lights, he just wants to be heard, whether it's the beat of the mic, he feels so unlike everybody else, alone, in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know, but no, he knows the code, it's not about the salary, it's all about reality, and making some noise, making a story, making sure his click stays up, that means when he puts it down, talks, picking it up, Now KJ in the gun, got a man wide open, left side, AJ Green, touchdown Arkansas, Green out of the backfield, for eight yards. Nobody was near him, and the Hogs are on the board. Razorbacks pick it up. They're going to run it into the end zone. If the play stands, it's a touchdown. Jalen Braxton, touchdown, Arkansas. Twin receivers wide right. Now they send a man in motion that way. Rockets the running back. KJ fakes it to him. Middle of the field's open. To the 10, to the 5. Touchdown, Arkansas. Touchdown, Arkansas. The Razorbacks have the lead. He's at his back. That should not be an issue. 49 yards with all these Gator fans rooting against him. It's a good snap. The hold is down. The kick has got the distance, and we are tied. We are tied on a 49-yard field goal by Cam Little. Arkansas goes 44 yards in eight plays, and with 44 seconds to go, We've got a new ball game again. They bring backs in motion. KJ in the gun. Gets the snap. Going to throw off play action. Complete. Touchdown, Arkansas. Arkansas wins. Tyrone Broden with a catch. The Hogs flood the field. The six-game losing skid is over. The Hogs celebrate in Gainesville. First win ever in the swamp. It's going to be a happy flight back to Fayetteville. They won't win. They had the passion back. You know, I think I did say maybe last week or a week and a half ago we kind of lost our we'd lost our edge on offense. We'd lost our uh, passion on offense, and evidently you get it back because we we had it back today. Indeed they did. And welcome in on Monday. The Hogs break the losing streak and they do something they've never done before. Win in Gainesville, rolling up almost 500 yards of offense. We welcome you into the zone on this first day of college basketball and a full recap of a fun weekend in college football. Gentlemen, welcome back. And uh, we are at the Little Rock Touchdown Club today. Our guest, Alyssa Lang. Got to thank Arkansas Urology. We'll thank them properly here in a bit. But... uh, this is going to be a little happier Monday than most of us anticipated probably going into the weekend. Although we knew oh it was my. possible. Two, two months. It's been two months since we've been talking about a win like this. So it is a very good feeling to to have a Monday. God, and that sounded so good here in Chuck in the call. You know, <laughs> to relive that. I, I have a suggestion, guys. Can we play that call out of every single break today? You know, I don't have a problem with it. It's up to Christian. I'll see what I can do. It just it made me smile again, you know, to yeah. relive that memory and how good it felt. And, you know, it wears on us. You know, we try to, you know, we're reporters. We try to, I try to remain unbiased. But, gosh, I'm so sick and tired of talking about the losing streak and them losing game after game after game. And as soon as they won that, I mean, I just had a big smile. My wife was like, oh, you're happy. And I'm like, you don't understand what it's been like the last two months, every single day, talking about this team and losing and a job search and who's the next coach. And, I mean, it was just frustrating. And so, I, I mean, everybody, when I went to church Sunday, I mean, that's what people were you know, wanting to talk about, the game. And it just changes everything. It, I don't so, so good. consider my – yeah, I'm not unbiased. I want Arkansas <laughs> to win every game. I want Arkansas State to win every game. 
I want UCA to win every game. I want UAPB to win. I mean, I'm not bi- unbiased. Now, I can be critical. Yeah. I'm not unbiased. I want them to win. And uh, absolutely. Uh, and again, I don't care if people don't have anything to complain about. I don't care if we don't get any calls. I want them to win every game. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm heck, I'm really glad it opens up that door again to potentially make it the postseason. Arkansas will be favored in their next two games. And likely, I would think, if they win their next two, it's going to be close to a toss-up. I would think it gets Missouri at least on the line, depending on what they do the next couple of weeks. So, you know, it, it gives you a chance. It gives you a sense of, of anticipation, hopefulness. gives you something to look forward to. So it was more than just the first ever win in the Swamp. It keeps your season alive. And we talked about the possibilities the other day. I think they are going to go down there and win. I thought they'd be competitive. I wasn't shocked at all it was a close game. And obviously, if Florida makes that field goal late, on a field goal they probably should never have had the opportunity to attempt. We're not talking the same way today. But, man, you, you got this team needed some breaks, caught some breaks, made their own luck in a lot of cases, and obviously the Kenny Guyton experiment is working well. Coach Pittman talked about Guyton uh, at length after the game. Got a couple of clips from him here, and then we'll get back into some other items related to that and look ahead to basketball today. Congratulations to Kenny Guyton. Uh, he did a great job um, to have the most yards uh, that we've had all season in a bye week and um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practice was a credit to him, the players, and the coaching staff. A good coach gets his kids to play better than what they are. Not as good as they are, better than what they are. And a lot of coaches have that ability to do that and some don't. But Kenny's one of those guys that has that ability to kids want to play they they respect him so they want to do well and uh, you could feel it all week I didn't know if we was going to win or not but on Wednesday I felt like we were because of fastball starts I thought that the offense looked really good and I go down to the defense and Deke Adams uh, Andy and the D-line and the scout team offensive line or knocking heads and getting a lot done. And I walked away and I go, I think we're going to win. I just had that feeling. But um, he did just a belief in him. And, you know, he's got a little swag to him and a lot of charisma to him. And, and the kids believe in him. It would be very easy at this point to throw Dan Enos under the bus. And so that's just what I'll do right now. Um, obviously, they did not have a great rapport with him. And, Wes, I'm going to go one step further. We've been talking about Rocket for a while. Rocket mm-hmm. has been cleared to play before Saturday, right? Yes. There had to be something there. He There was obviously a lot of frustration with what Enos was doing. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy, but the fit we know was not good. But clearly the players did not have a lot of um, uh, good belief? feelings towards him. Yeah. I'm not going to say, yeah, belief is probably better. Faith. I don't want to say respect. Yeah. I think it completely renewed their thoughts and, and their feelings after making the change. And sometimes that's what it takes, and I applaud Sam Pittman. I think this is the best thing he's done as a coach so far as replacing. And even if it didn't work, you had to do it. So I applaud him for what the decision he made, which wasn't an easy one. And I think it's the best show of leadership he's had since he's been there. Yeah, all you had to do was watch the Mississippi State game, go back and you know pull that up, and then go, go and watch the Florida game. It was two different offenses. I mean, the plays were very similar. A lot of the play calls were similar. It was the execution. It was the excitement. It was the team believing in what they were doing. And, you know, we had heard whispers of they were practicing all week these plays and they would get into a game and not run those plays. You know, think about that as a player when you're like, what are we doing here? Why, why are we practicing this? And then we get into a game and we're, we're not even ever running this play. You know, so you start questioning your OC, and and you, you you're doubting him. How are you going to run the place that he's called if you don't believe in him? And that's what happened. They they lost the faith. And I, I told you guys, and I believe my source was right three four weeks ago that they did not expect Rocket to come back. That they that that he was getting ready for the NFL, and they weren't planning on him coming back. Something changed. The only thing that I know that has changed was the change in the OC, and I think you see it within the team. I, I was shocked when I saw Nudie out there on the, yep. what was it, about the fourth drive of the game. 
all of a sudden, after Hayden uh, Hudson Clark was beaten a couple of times, then here comes Nudie, and that allows them to to move the corner back to the slot, and then to move Clark back to his natural position or his best position at safety. Something changed where they thought those two guys were gone. They're back, and you saw the difference that it made in the team. Well, obviously, KJ is the straw that stirs the drink, and we saw him have another KJ moment running over a defender downfield. And, you know, again, I, I, I don't know if I would have called a, a play, well, a pass play over the middle in the overtime, but he threw a dart. I mean, that was one of the best balls he's thrown all year, and accuracy's been an issue. And let's not act like it was a perfect performance. There were still plenty of plays missed. There was a couple of stretches where it was like, uh oh, this tempo is uh-huh. going to get you in trouble because you're going to get in and out three quickly, and, and you're going to put your defense right back on the field. But. They obviously made plenty of plays, and you can't complain about 481 yards against anybody. Here's KJ on Guyton and uh, and the new offense. I'm just excited for him. I mean, we we really couldn't even just talk. We just hugged each other and just we're just hugging each other. I mean, so really surreal moment. Uh, proud of him. Uh, he took advantage of his opportunity uh, today, and uh, I felt like we all went out there and played our hearts out for each other and also for him as well. Uh, that was a big deal. Like he always tell us, uh, it's two type of people: one that quit, and one that fight. And we always want to be the one that's fight. And uh, our backs were against the wall. And the only thing you can do is come out swinging. And that's what we did. We stuck together. We kept fighting. and We battled. That's all you could ask for. Football's hard, you know. It, it, it's tough to practice. Uh, the games should be fun, but the games weren't fun. They they weren't playing for their offensive coordinator. They weren't playing for each other. It was lifeless, listless against Mississippi State, and it all changed with one move. And all of a sudden, they were playing for their offensive coordinator. They were playing for their head coach. The excitement returned, and it was a different team. So coach yeah. made the right move. It paid off for one week. Now can they you know rekindle all that and finish strong? That'll be the key. But you know that's yep. the thing, and you hit on it, Justin. Now I, I'm ready for Saturday. I can't wait to watch that game, uh, and it gives you a reason. And I was entertained. How many times did I tell you this isn't fun? I'm not even enjoying yeah. watching these games. That was fun. I was entertained for three and a half, four hours. Well, I mean, what a great start too. I mean, you get the defensive strip and this touchdown early to make it 14 zip, and I think all of us were like. What in the hell is happening right now? I mean, it was such a great start to the game. I think that really helped them a lot. And again, I mean, look, you lose six in a row. There's got to be a lack of belief to some degree, right? I mean, that is exactly what they needed, and that was the last thing Florida needed. And we haven't even gotten into what this means for Napier, but this is obviously a horrific situation for him. And they could have won the game as well, but they didn't. And he's already, you know, having some people question him. This certainly was not what he needed to happen. Around the rest of the league, guys, uh, we kind of got what we wanted or expected, right? I mean, thought uh, Missouri be competitive with Georgia. They were, and they lost. I don't know if you guys saw the play, too. They could have kept the driver alive late. They threw a fourth and like 14. Did you see that play? And no. The guy got right to the stick, and he was about a half a yard short, quarter of a yard short, and they went back and reviewed it and, and gave it back to the Bulldogs on a fourth down. Very uh, akin to what happened with the tight end with the Cowboys yesterday, West, just a couple inches away from a huge score. But that's what happens. you got to run to the sticks, right, or run to the goal line, I guess, in the Cowboys' case. Got to be aware of the situation. Yeah, field aware. Where are the sticks? Auburn, what, what's the down? Uh, yeah, Auburn killed Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, the worst team in the country at covering the number. They didn't cover again this weekend. Kentucky thumped Mississippi State. That's a Mississippi State offense that is really bad. Kentucky's not sexy, but they're good enough. Had to have that game, West. That was the thought process going into the weekend, yep. and they got it. Uh, Ole Miss finds a way against A&M. Jimbo's hot seat continues to grow. I was talking to somebody this week, and I was like, uh, what do you think uh, most of these programs around the country could do with $70 million? Uh, they're about to write a check to Jimbo if this continues for $70 million. And I'm thinking, that would fund some athletic departments, you know? or. <laughs> The better part of a, of a lot of athletic departments. Well, uh, and it's Tennessee, not just seventy million because then you got to pay a new coach about ten million a year. Well, and you have to have a buyout, right? Whatever the buyout's going to cost you. Yeah. Um, for, for a coach potentially. And your South coordinators. Carolina, yep. South Carolina struggled with Jacksonville State. Rich Rod doing a pretty good job over there. Uh, Tennessee had a layup with Connecticut. So around the SEC, mostly got what we expected. Not really any big surprises except for the Arkansas game. So that was uh, great. And then, the, you know, the, the Alabama-LSU game was great until it wasn't. Yeah. And to, to see Daniels go down, especially the way he did. And I, I'm sure the kid from Alabama wasn't trying to hurt him. But it just really it just took all the air out of the balloon, right? I mean, it was such a fun game to watch. We had it on when we were driving back from our game in North Alabama. And I'm like, well, crap. Now it's not even worth watching. Let's just flip it over to the USC game. I was like, <laughs> I was so disappointed because I was excited about that game. And then it's like, 
I mean, no offense to Nussmeyer, but he ain't leading them back against those guys. No. No, you had, there was still the feeling that even though they were down, that Daniels could bring them back. And as soon as he went down, you're exactly right. There, there's not any, there's no coming back from this. And it was just anticlimactic to what was a really fun game to watch for yeah. about three quarters. Well, we all know that both these teams, I mean, look, LSU's defense has been extremely disappointed, but both teams have some freaky Ooh. athletes, right? Yeah. It was so crazy, Wes and Christian. Watching the quarterbacks run around like they were playing against children. It was, I mean, I was like, these dudes are on a different level. It was wild to me. I mean, Milrose is running loose all over the place. Daniels was running like crazy. It was fun to watch. And it was just a shootout, man. It was not what I was expecting at all. And I def- what did we say on Friday? Alabama can't win a shootout. It's exactly <laughs> what they did. And how about they also, credit? They also took the, the, the key rifleman out for, for LSU, which yeah. helped the shootout. So. Kudos to uh, OC at Alabama. For figuring out what Milroe does best and, and not trying to force him to be an NFL quarterback that's going to sit in the pocket and throw the ball 30, 40 yeah. times. Let him use his athlete. That dude is so fast. There were a couple of times when, when he he just hit like a different gear, and you're going up against LSU, and look, their defense is struggling, but they still have athletes, and he's outrunning those guys, making them look yeah. slow. That's what I, my text I was getting from family was like, God, are we the slowest defense in the country? And I was like, I don't think you are. It's just he's making you look slow because he is so fast. Yeah. And they have they have started calling plays, down the, not in just this game, but here in the last month, they're letting him do what he does best, and that's use his yeah. feet, run around, and make plays. Yeah, he's a freak. Melrose fun to watch. I'd love to see him and Daniels in a 40 run against each other. Um, and don't look now before we take a couple calls here. By the way, Clint Sterner, bottom of the hour. We'll get into all the NFL stuff later, too. Uh, that team up in Northeast Arkansas is finding its footing, boys. And uh, they got something going on right now, and they are uh, taking that big step forward. Now, I don't know if they're scraping together NIL money for next year. Because they need to keep Rainer in town, however they do it. But uh, that kid is helping lead them to uh, relevance again. And their run game was impressive in a win over Louisiana. A team they were almost a double-digit or right at a double-digit underdog to. And they went by 20. Pretty impressive. Way to go, A-State. No, they, they put a smile on my face, too. And so did UCA. So it was great to to see the in-state teams do like that and respond like that. But A-State, to be buried, dead, done, right, earlier in the year. And all of a sudden, they're one win away from being bowl eligible. Do you know who they remind me of? Oklahoma State. People people were writing them off for the season, and all of a sudden they have surged back, and they found a way in the Bedlam game. And a uh, pretty sweet win for them. As your, your number one rival is leaving the conference, and you're able to beat them in the last matchup for a while, which I think is so bad. I hate that they're... They're not uh, going to be able to continue the series. I don't know if they can get it back on the schedule in the not-too-distant future, but uh, that one needs to keep being played for sure to me. It's a lot like Texas, Texas A&M. Yeah, well, they can't escape it anymore. Nope. Uh, Alyssa Lane coming up. Clint Sterner, bottom of the hour, 661-1037. If you want to join us, love to hear from you. Southern Structural Solutions text line open, same number. Asher Record Live fan feedback through our Listen Live button. Come on and get you some. Let's get DK in here to start things off. DK, welcome. Good morning, fellas. Um, glad glad I was wrong, uh, Justin, because you know I sure thought they was going down, but you know it is 800-something plus in the little blue book, so that, that kind of led my decease. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. But, I can't fault uh, and you. Then, I didn't think they were going to win either. And, 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 and as Pigskin, about uh, if it was so frivolous with what's going on in Michigan, they talking about suspending Harbaugh. They done fired or the other kid done resign depending on who you believe you know what I'm saying so it's, yeah. it's more to it than what uh, Pigskin was saying and then uh, do you think Ole Miss would be up to the task this weekend against Georgia have a go I do not no I'm not picking against Georgia again no <clears throat> Ole Miss is a good team but Georgia's a great team Georgia Tennessee could be interesting if Missouri can give them that kind of push, I got to think Tennessee can make it interesting. That game's in Knoxville, right? Did we talk Wait, about that we, the other day? Uh, let me look it up. Yep, I'll squeeze a couple more in here. Jim's in Little Rock. Jim, welcome. Yeah, hey. Uh, two things: one, uh, when Mus or Gaiden takes their shirt off, you know it's a great day to be a Razorback, right? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I love seeing that. I, I love seeing that. Uh, and my, my second uh, thing I got is, uh, what month did Browse uh, confirm he was going to uh, leave? Do y'all know when that was? What month was that? Oh, I can look it up. I'm it's after the season, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably January. I was going to say January. Yeah. The reason I ask is, I mean, you think Pittman was set on Eno's system to drop, or do you think, you know, he just, that, that was kind of something that was there? Cause, uh, I don't know. That, that just didn't work out, and the players didn't no. like it. And, you know, it, it, it just, <laughs> I feel like after the emails were sent into him, I felt like he just, you know, started sabotaging the. Um, I mean, shit, we scored three against Mississippi State, you know. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for the call. Here, here's the thing. I, I don't I don't think he sabotaged anything. I don't think he intentionally did a crappy job. I just And also, here's the thing. I say the same thing about Enos as I did about Bielema. It was a defensible hire at the time. It didn't work out. But yeah. you could argue that it was a good – I mean, he's, he had familiarity with him. He saw the offense thrive under him as an OC. And it was a, it, to me, as a defensible, it was a defensible hire. Like, the Chad Morris thing I always had questions about as a head coach, this one, to me, I never really questioned. We were all excited about it. I thought it made a lot of sense. didn't work out. Yeah, I don't remember one person calling in or one of our guest analysts saying, I don't know about this move. It, everyone seemed on board and thought this was a good move. Well, there's it just one. didn't work out. There was one January, caller. Maybe January Mike, 18th fine. is when Kendall Bryles left uh, Arkansas, January 18th. And the way okay. I was told it went down, they thought Kendall was leaving uh, before that. Remember, the, they were trying to keep him from going, was it, to Mississippi? And... They thought he was gone, and and Coach Pittman had already talked to Dan, and Dan was ready to come. And then they they got Enos or they got Bryles to stay, and then a week later is when the TCU stuff came up. So they had they had Dan Enos ready to go, right? And at that point, he said he said go on and go, right? Wasn't that the yes. deal the way that went down? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Birdman, what's up? Yeah, guys. Well, first of all, you need a win. And to get a needed win when we beat Florida in Gainesville is wonderful. So I'm on that. One thing on Alabama LSU, I watched most of it. Uh, both quarterbacks were almost identical in their talent, their body, their shape. They were excellent. But I noticed in the second half, guys, when the Alabama defensive guys not only helmet to helmet, but rode the quarterback's head into the ground, he was pretty much done. And um, then number 13 was backing up uh, for LSU, was trying. But I can't, it was frustrating to me. Now, I know they did give him a foul for, I don't know. I thought he should have been ejected, though. Because, and here's my question. Do you, if you have a hit on a quarterback as opposed to any other player on the offense, should the refs be more sensitive about it being a, a hit on your field general? Is he the most important guy, or do you rule that the same for a running back? Because yeah, he, I think, you know, when that quarterback went out, guys, that LSU just never did seem to recover. Yeah, Birdman, I appreciate the call. And he is, let's be honest, I mean, quarterbacks are caught up pretty well right now. I don't think yeah. he needed to do a whole lot more. I will say this, and I don't think any coach would ever do it, at least no coach that has any ethics whatsoever or any sense of sportsmanship. But, I mean, if you want to go, like... The, what was the old thing with John Chaney? Goon? The goon deal? You want to send a goon out there and try to take a quarterback out. You, know, like, you take your last defensive lineman, guy you don't care about, just let him go out there and try to trash the quarterback. Hey, listen, it changed the dynamic of the game. I don't think Alabama did anything intentional by any stretch, and I'm not even insinuating that at all. But um, it does change the game completely. It sucks for the fans. Questions of the day? Sure. All right, our first one. What do you think Arkansas football's record is in the final three games? Of course, 3-0, 2-1, 1-2, are the options. Are you guys surprised there's an LSU line? I haven't seen it. It's 13.5. They're home against Florida. I'm just surprised. It's a night game in Baton Rouge, which is great for the Tigers. I'm just surprised there's a line not knowing what Daniel's status is. And uh, I think Mo- I would be surprised if he plays. Would you? Yeah, yeah, I would. Uh, being in concussion protocol, I would jump on Florida right now. I think this is a trap game for LSU. Uh, very, very disappointing loss. Florida was embarrassed at home. I think you're going to get a great effort from Florida, and I think LSU is going to be sleepwalking. And yeah, Florida gives it. traditionally Florida gives LSU problems. Yeah, a couple cuts, t- uh, giving them a couple touchdowns. I think you're right. And you got an experienced quarterback. He's not going to be scared to death down there. Not to say that you know LSU won't get after him, but. 
you know, their defense obviously is not vintage. So, yeah, I think that's a that's a good opportunity for Florida at least to cover. I kind of feel the same way like the Tennessee game last week at Georgia. So, yeah, Georgia's Tennessee final schedule, is at guys. Missouri, by the way. Tennessee yeah, at Missouri. So, no, we also talk about Tennessee and Georgia. So, Georgia ah. has Ole Miss at home this week. Then they go to Knoxville. Then they've gotcha. got Georgia Tech, which is not an easy out either. they got a tough four-week stretch here, man. Yeah. So the one thing I'll say about Georgia, if they get unscathed to the SEC championship game, they earned it. Because this is a tough stretch here. Yeah, it's a marquee game Saturday night. Ole Miss at Georgia. Georgia favored by ten and a half, by the way. Christian? Our other question of the day involves Arkansas basketball since basketball starts today. Are you disappointed Woo-hoo! if Arkansas doesn't at least reach the Sweet 16 now? Yes or no? Yes. It's overwhelmingly yeah. yes. Yes, 91%. Yeah, standard is set. Yeah. Got some good games here today, too. Georgia's playing Oregon. That's, um, I don't, that's probably I don't the best Georgia's one, I good. think. Yeah, that's the only key, marquee matchup. Arkansas, of course, hosting Alcorn State tonight on the buzz. They've got a Monday game next week, too. Uh, UAPB is playing at Missouri today. Oh. And UAP, UAPB will be at uh, Central Arkansas later in the year. And UCA makes the trip up to Missouri later this year as well. And then Arkansas State's opening in Madison, which is a beautiful town and a really good basketball setting. And you know those guys in Madison, guys, who are ready to turn the page <laughs> to hoops. It has not been a very good football year for them. And oh, and by the Little way, Rock. oh, Little Rock, yes, Wes, go ahead. Yeah, Little Rock's at home, home tonight at the Jack Stevens Center taking on Texas State. And the Bobcats just wrapped up their morning meeting here at the hotel, right in the room next to us, ah, Justin. They were in cool. here doing a little film study, but they are, they're done and uh, hoping to escape town with a win is what they told me. Women at home early for Missouri State, then the men home at te- against Texas State tonight. So if you're looking for a game locally, if you want to be in Central Arkansas, you got a game over two games over at the Jack tonight. Nope. And um, yep, I was going to say the best game is probably actually USC and Kansas State tonight at nine on TNT. Okay, sounds good. TNT getting into college basketball? I guess so. I mean, they usually only do March Madness, but I don't know. By the way, we're going to do game balls and jock straps in a little bit. But uh, how about that Iowa game this weekend, guys? We talked under. about it. It was the lowest lowest <laughs> under we'd seen it forever. We're all like under. Under. I mean, are you serious? <laughs> it's just ridiculous. And the, the line this week with uh, Rutgers and Iowa, same. It's right at 30 or 29 and a half. Under. Under. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, man. All right, got to hit a break. Got Clint Stern coming up. Someone else instead of me. Always seems to know the way. UCA Bear fans, you can hear every game live on our sister station, The Point 94.1. Go purple, go gray, go UCA on The Point 94.1. This is SportsCenter. It was a good weekend all around for Division I football in the state of Arkansas. A 3-1 and week for Division I teams. It all began with the Arkansas Razorbacks getting a 39-36 victory over the Florida Gators at the Swamp. It's Arkansas's first win on the road in Gainesville in their program's history. They are now 3-6 and overall on the season. They are 1-5 and in conference play. They return home next week when they host the Auburn Tigers at 3 o'clock. You can catch it right here on 103.7 the buzz. UCA controls their own destiny in their conference with a 27-14 win over North Alabama left on the schedule for them. A home game against Eastern Kentucky and then a road trip. They take on Austin P in their season finale. Arkansas State got a 37-17 win over ULL and then Pine Bluff, the one loser on the weekend, loses to Prairie View A&M. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. 103.7 The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. It's fall, and you know that means schools are back in. Leaves will be changing soon. Oh, and it means football. Friday Night Lights, an action-packed weekend. And Chris Crane Hyundai gets you there in style and with plenty of room to bring all your tailgate gear and crew of super fans. Get America's Best Warranty, 10 years, 100,000 miles. And Hyundai Assurance. Right now, get up to $3,000 off new Hyundais this fall at Chris Crane Hyundai on Museum Road in Conway and online at chriscranehyundai.com. 
What's good, y'all? Clint Sterner here for Low T Center. Fellas, when it comes to your health, every man should know his testosterone number. What's that mean? It's simple. You need to schedule an appointment at Low T Center immediately. It's quick. It's easy. Hell, it's only $25. Walk in, take a simple blood test, get the results in about 25 minutes. So if you've been feeling tired and grumpy, sensing a lack of motivation and drive, dealing with high cholesterol, noticing stubborn weight gain, and or loss of muscle mass, it's on you, fellas. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch. Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics. Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? <laughs> With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Hellman, Little Rock, or Bo Beavis and Cabot. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Do you own or operate Max, Volvos, Freightliners, Kenworths, Peterbilts, or international trucks? We can offer you the same dealership-level computer diagnostics with highly trained and professional mechanics without dealership wait times and cost. Whether you're a municipality, fleet, or small business with one truck, come see why our customers have made us the highest rated independent repair shop in Arkansas. Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Take exit 7 on I-440 or call 568-2185. You're back in the zone, live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network and online at 1037thebuzz.com. I'm on an island. All right, coming up in mere moments. Welcome back at the zone. Little Rock Touchdown Club, Alyssa Lang coming up next hour. And uh, we appreciate our friends at Arkansas Urology sponsoring our trip over there every week. Just got a few weeks left, but a good one or two or three or four or five coming up. So uh, let's get Anthony in here real quick, and then we'll check in with Clint. Anthony, thanks for holding. Welcome to the zone. How are you? Hi, doing well. Just got a question. Take uh, you back off the last caller. Uh, what did you guys see on the play with the uh, Bama DN hitting Daniels that did not warrant targeting? Because it's forcible. It, it's forcible uh, contact to the head contact or neck to the area. Head or neck. Yeah, yeah, and, and and it looked like. It, you know, it looked like he might have launched, like his feet came off the ground, but after he hit him, it just kind of did the foul driver into the ground. I, I know he got the personal foul, and that was definitely warranted, but was really curious as to why they didn't even review that for potential targeting. And also just want to temper people's expectations about moving forward with, with Coach Guyton as ROC. Florida's not a good team, guys, and I'm, I'm as happy as anybody to get the win, but Retain your optimism while being realistic. And that's all I got. Sure. Yeah, I'll give you that. Thank you, Anthony. Well, the good thing, Auburn's not a good team, and Florida International's not a good team. So you got two more weeks to grow and and to uh, improve. Yeah, Wes, no offense. I don't want to argue with you on a Monday because I love you. I don't don't think you're giving Auburn enough credit. I think Auburn's getting better every week. Auburn has a good defense. It's going to be tougher to score this week, but they don't have a quarterback. Um, He's not very good. They're finding ways to score. And a lot's with their defense. Yeah. Give them credit. They've beaten some, you know, they beat Mississippi State, which Arkansas should have. Um, and They pounded a bad Vanderbilt team. They played Mississippi yeah. within a touchdown. You know, they, so they've had Arkansas. some good games. Yeah. What? So did Arkansas. Played Ole Miss within a touchdown? Yeah. Yep. I, I'm just saying I don't think this is going to be. I mean, obviously the line's like three. I mean, it's. I think most people understand it's not going to be an easy game by any means. So I don't want to, I don't want to undersell Auburn too much. So, to me, this is no, you know, it's obviously a toss-up game at best. Yeah, if it was a neutral site, Auburn would probably be favored by a point. Be close, yeah, yeah. All right, let's let's hit Clint. Turner, play action, looking, pumps, throws down the middle, touchdown, Arkansas. Clint Sterner is brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai of Conway. Sterner throws, caught. Emmanuel Smith makes a tackle. Touchdown, Arkansas! Visit them in Conway today or check out ChrisCraneHyundai.com. Play fake. Sterner steps out of trouble. Wow. To a oh. wide open receiver. It's Cobb towards the end zone. Touchdown! Hi, Clint. Didn't expect to be talking to you on a winning monday but here we are good to have you come on man come on it is uh it is absolutely beautiful them halls won and this team i covered down here in houston won and played well and 
Uh, it was a big game. So, yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm on cloud nine, man. Buddy, unbelievable performance. The uh, rookie record set. And you had, a, you had a running back kicking field goals. I mean, it was quite a day for the Texans. <laughs> yeah, hey, look, man, I, I mean, I, this is what I was telling you guys about with C.J. Stroud. I mean, the, the guy just, um, you know, he doesn't have a guy out there that's catching 50-50 balls and turning 50-50 balls into eight twenty, you know, 80-20 balls. And you know, He's got a first-year head, uh, head coach and offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. It's the first time they've ever done it. Um, I mean, with a, with, he's got a, a third rounder on his left that's catching balls, a third rounder on his on his right, and Tank Dell that's catching balls, uh, a receiver and a tight end that the Cowboys didn't want to resign out there that, that are catching rocks. Whoa, wait yards. a sec! No, 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 no. So, he wanted to leave I mean, Dallas. It wasn't Dallas didn't want to resign him. Well, okay, okay. I mean, look, if, if he wanted to leave Dallas so bad, he went and signed a one-year, ten million dollar prove-it deal with a with a team that was the worst organization in in football. <laughs> then that's fine. I mean, I, it, at the end of the day, it was just. It's a guy that really didn't want you no more than you wanted him, and they're out there, they're out there. Uh, I mean, putting up big time stats, man. So uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to rub that, rub that cowboy west like that, yeah. right there. Hey, let, let's let's talk about future cowboys instead of former cowboys, because some of these guys on Arkansas may end up in the NFL here in the not too distant future. Give me from a, a, a tactical standpoint, analytical standpoint, Clint, what you saw offensively that looked significantly different than what Arkansas had been doing under Dan Enos. Well, look, I, I think I think just for storytelling purposes, I think you saw you saw a, a quarterback that that was um, that was trying to win a ball game instead of trying to develop or mature, or stay in the pocket. I think you saw a, a, an approach offensively from a coaching staff that was trying to win a ball game and, and using the quarterback and everybody else to their to their strength instead of you know. I, I still to this day, I, I will it's the heel I'll die on until Sam Pittman tells me I'm wrong. I believe there was some kind of some kind of agreement with with KJ Jefferson that they would keep him in the pocket and not run him and not get him hurt and I think there were some different uh, approaches to the game of football in the quarterback position before this week and with Kenny Guyton calling plays the season really being uh, all but down the drain if you don't win out and go to a bowl game uh, I think all that other crap was off the table and you saw a, a, a quarterback a play caller and, and ultimately a team that was willing to do whatever they they needed to do to win a game and to give themselves the best chance to win a, win the game. I mean, it was uh, from jump. I mean, we we saw that the quarterback run game um, was was different. Um, the KJ Jefferson scrambling and being aggressive in, in his scramble moment was totally different. Uh, and and when that's the case, man, I mean, you Arkansas is playing right-handed, so to speak. They're they're playing with both. You know, they're boxing with both hands. They're they're not. They don't have one side behind their back and. They're going, they're going to be able to score and, and score a lot of points when they do that as long as K.J. Jefferson's a quarterback if he's used properly. And, and that's ultimately, um, I think, from, from a storytelling perspective, I, I think that's what we saw is, is there were no more deals, no more handshakes on the table. Um, they were playing to the guy's strength, and they went out there on the road in a tough environment and won a ball game. Clint, were the plays, I didn't see anything really different when play calling came. Um, I just saw the plays being run a lot more effective. Did you see any like new plays or a new thing, new new uh, designs? Well, I, I think we saw again the quarterback plus one runs where where he's not. There's no zone read. There's no RPO. He's keeping it. We saw that used as a weapon and not as a third and long type situation. So we saw that differently. I thought the quick game. I thought the quick game. Whether you're talking about the, the quick boots and dumping it to the tight end in the flash they used early. Um, you look at some of the critical moments in the second half. I know it doesn't look like much, but the, the couple of throws over the, over the, the middle to Satania, uh, the just little hitch throws, getting the football out of the hand, protecting the offensive line. I think the one thing that we didn't see was was we didn't see a ton of the long, hard play action and K.J. Jefferson standing up in the pocket with guys running 15- to 20-yard routes that take, that take an, an additional second or two to develop. I mean, when they were taking shots, they were taking shots. When they were throwing the quick game, it was the quick game. Um, it, it, and it look, it, it just um, it. I don't think as I said all along, I don't think they were. It wasn't going to take major adjustments. It wasn't like Kenny Guyton was coming in there and, and, and installing a whole new playbook. It was just taking out the things that that really exposed the offensive line. We don't even need to get into KJ Jefferson. And, and, and like I said, I, I I just don't believe he's the type of quarterback that's going to sit back there and just process at an extremely high level. Distribute the ball accurately, um, consistently enough for you to win ball games. But, but we don't even get into all that. Let's just talk about 
okay, the offensive line problems are what they are. How can we how can we minimize how you know the exposure of those guys? And I thought they did that tremendously, man. Um, and, and again, it, it was it was with some of those some of those different move the pocket stuff they did. And and when you're the beautiful thing about when you're when KJ is in that run mode, whether you're using him as play call or he's scrambling, is that what that does is is that that slows the rush down. Teams aren't able to pin their ears back. Now you got to talk about containing the guy instead of instead of just pinning your ears back and going and getting him. So it just just by the nature of that that mindset, it makes the offensive line better. So um, man, it just everybody around KJ is better when he when, when they're approaching football like that. Clint, what do you think of Rocket Sanders, and do you think that the timing of his return had anything to do with the offensive coordinator change? No, I don't think the timing of his return had anything to do with the coordinator change. I mean, I think that that was that was an absolute monster. That was a that was as no brainer as as you could possibly imagine in, in them making that move. Now, the 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 only I guess hesitation that you know I thought may happen with with him changing offensive coordinator was. The fact that I didn't know if Sam Pittman would pull the trigger midseason, uh, you know, I figured they'd let it ride out and do it after the season. But the fact that they they pulled the trigger early, um, I commend them for it. I salute him for it, and, and I think it was just a matter of man, it, it was they were going the wrong direction. They they weren't. It wasn't like you, there was no way on God's green earth that you could see any kind of any kind of of trending in the right direction with that offense. They were trending in the wrong direction, and it was in the, and that snowball was picking up speed as it was going downhill. And yeah. so they had to make that move regardless of what Rocket was doing. Look, I'll be honest with you guys, man. Uh, I mean, I, at halftime of that ball game, I was really close to my mind being set that K.J. Jefferson, has it, whether it's, it's lack of work or it's being overweight or out of shape, he just has lost the twitch. He's lost the athletic ability. And I think it, it's very similar with, with Rocket. I, I mean, I, what I had seen was a slower-moving running back with not a lot of twitch that that didn't give a lot of energy and effort now that may have been because of injury but either way it goes you're looking at at two guys that were really the identity of the team and you're looking you're sitting there looking at them going man these guys just lack the pop they've had man in the, in the past and in that second half again i don't know what it is i don't know what happened but in that second half them two cats right there looked like the two guys that we saw that we expected to come into the season with in terms of being All-American preseason and, and the best backfield in college football in terms of running running the ball, you know, that kind of thing. That's what they look like in the second half. So I'm glad I held my breath on that thought and let them boys play it out in the second half. Clint Serter joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Chris Crane Hyundai. Uh, this is unrelated to Arkansas, but related to Arkansas after this weekend. Uh, Florida is about to go 5-7. and seven. They're going to be underdogs at LSU. They're going to be underdogs at Missouri, and they're going to be underdogs at home against Florida State to round up the season. That is a tough finish to the schedule, and they're dang lucky they beat South Carolina by two earlier this year on the road. What happens to Billy Napier if they end up five and seven? Do they give him a little more time, or do they pull the trigger on something? Well, I think I think they would just thirty thousand foot view. You got to pull the trigger for Florida. Now, the the I would like to be a fly on the wall inside, and and if I were Billy Napier, and I knew what what kind of shape that that program was in uh, when when he took the job, then then I would have. I mean, obviously they get these monster guarantees, and this is why. But I, I would have had an understanding with those guys of of look, this this locker room is depleted. I mean, my quarterback room is depleted. I got to go. I, he went and took a kid from Wisconsin, and Graham Mertz. Look, I I respect the kid. I mean, he he plays a, a good brand of quarterback, but. That guy, when he was at uh, at Wisconsin, good God, who in the world wanted that guy? I mean, who? I mean, that wasn't like they went out and just pursued the hell out of him. You know, uh, the Hartman kid at Notre Dame is, is more along the lines of who everybody was pursuing. But yeah. um, you know, that's and, I, and and look how that's panned out. But yeah, well, he's I, I made Mertz a lot gotta, better though, right? I mean, Mertz looks like a different guy. Yeah, yeah, no, no, he looks better in, in a total in, in a totally different offense, no question about it. But I, I just I say, I guess my point uh, is that you. You, you let it. You cut him loose as, as soon as the season's over. If it's just what we're looking at, but I, I believe that there's probably some kind of understanding of what that that locker room and what that roster looked like. That's probably going to buy him another year. Clint, I'm I'm curious about going forward. This was like a Super Bowl game. This was a huge game for Arkansas to win. And yep. how do you think they respond to this next week with Auburn coming to town? I, I think I think the only team that I'm that I'm worried about moving forward is Missouri. If, if that if that if that Arkansas football team shows up um, the rest of the way, I, I think that Missouri game is going to be for a bowl game. I, I firmly believe that, Wes. I, I think, 
as we said before, I think this team is significantly better than what their record was and, and what it is ultimately. Um, while I agree with the caller when I was waiting to get on with you guys about Florida, it was, was not that good of a, a football team. Neither is A&M, neither is BYU, neither was Mississippi State and their backup quarterback. I mean, this, 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 this football team should be looking at, at probably three more wins at the very least on, on, the, on their record right now. Um, while, while we can say that Florida is not a, a typical Florida team, that was still a good win for Arkansas. They're trending in the right direction. And I believe if, if that's the plan that they show up with every, every week from here on out, I, I believe they beat Auburn. And ultimately, I believe they run the table with the exception of looking at Missouri, and that game's going to be for a bowl game. All right, Clint, we're going to have to run. We're running a little behind here. I appreciate the time. We'll look forward to talking to you on Friday. We can get into the match with Auburn a little bit more. I uh, want to recap what happened in the SEC with you, too, when we get you back on on Friday. It was an interesting weekend. Kind of went by the numbers, and we were talking about Georgia's finish of their schedule coming up. They've got some tough games down the stretch, and they're going to have a pretty good uh, resume, I would think, by the time the uh, season rolls around here, the end of the season rolls around, and the SEC championship game. But uh, we got to go for now, but we'll talk to you on Friday. You got it. Hey, man, tell old Chris Crane over. I need one of them, one of them uh, real nice uh, sedans, one of them Kia sedans to roll around down in here in, the, in Houston and show everybody what he's dealing with. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll mention it to him <laughs> when we talk to him. You got it. All right, All right brother. Y'all be good. Thanks, Clint. Chris, I hope you're, t- you're listening so you can get uh, Clint squared away. I mean, come on. All right, we got to hit a timeout. We'll be back in a sec, and we will uh, wrap up our first hour in the zone. Live from the Little Rock Touchdown Club, Alyssa Lang going to be with us next hour. And we've got uh, Game Balls and Jock Straps coming up. Brought to you by Caddy's Touch Landscape. And uh, Red White Report after the top of the hour. And a fun one. Also, we haven't even talked about it. Getting set for hoops tonight. Arkansas and Alcorn State up in Fayetteville. Let's go. Basketball's finally here. Christian's got a big old smile on his face. But he's been doing NBA for a while now, so he's all right. Catch me if you can. Forgive me, I'm a rider. Spill him just a simple man. All I want is money plus the fame. I'm a simple man. Mr. International. Player with the passport. Just like a last. Back-to-back Elite Eights and last year the Sweet 16. How far will the team make it this season? Get the scoop on Mondays on Out of Bounds when senior point guard L. Ellis gives us his take on the basketball season. L. Ellis is brought to you by Matt Black with Allstate Insurance for your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, life, renters, and landlord insurance. Are you in good hands? Arkansas Brewskies is excited about their second location, and it's time to add to the team. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. To apply, drop by our downtown location and fill out an application. If you want to work in a fun, professional environment, this is for you. Brewskies North is hiring servers, bartenders, cooks, and managers. Apply in person at Brewskies Downtown. For more info, check us out online at brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Morning Mayhem on location in Sheridan Thursday with their good friend Steve Brown at Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Alcoa Community FCU are proud supporters of all things outdoors and want to remind hunters that falls tend to be the most common cause of injuries. Always check equipment, stands, and use safety belts to prevent falls. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. Do you hear that? That's the sound of holiday joy at the Home Depot, where you can find everything you need to get ready for the holiday season, like all new festive outdoor decor. Spread more joy this season with holiday decor that is uniquely you, like our new three-and-a-half-foot Santa and elf inflatable, each just $19.98. Available in-store and online. Get holiday ready right now at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. From sales, service, parts, and rental equipment, River Valley Tractor does it all and does it right. Your leading Kubota dealer is right around the corner with five locations throughout Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor, serving Central Arkansas and Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, and Pine Bluff. Work smarter this year, not harder, with River Valley Tractor. Online at rivervalleytractor.com. River Valley Tractor, closer than you think. 
Roger Scott, on location, noon to 2 p.m. Friday at Central Arkansas Karting Complex, 49 Ricky Bobby Way in Valonia. The track has new cadet carts for 8- to 13-year-olds, new two-seater carts, and the adult carts that go up to 50 miles per hour. Perfect Christmas present for the holidays, a gift card from the Central Arkansas Karting Complex in Valonia. For me, the sun rises and sets with the zone. Yeah. We know how you feel. Don't worry. The Zone with Justin Agri and Westmore in the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio is back. All right, 10.55, not a lot of time left here in this segment, so we're going to play a little catch-up. Wes, you got a nugget for us? Wes. Okay. Wes has been kidnapped. I'm looking at him. He's he's working on something. It looks like he doesn't Wes, he doesn't hear us. Is he fixing his hair? Is he picking his boogers? What's he doing? Uh, how about this from Asher Record Live Fan Feedback Military Mike? That's what I've been waiting to see. KJ Free, gentlemen, that's the way to take a Saturday. I've said it all year. We have a Cam Newton. KJ finally got loose and responds by, responds by cooking some gator. Yes, it's delicious. Good win, but still gave Florida every chance to win that game, and they are not good. Still can't score in the red zone. Napier should have been fired after that game. One missed field goal away from a terrible Saturday. Don't get your hopes up too much. Easier to be realistic. Don't be peeing on the parade right now, y'all. Give it a minute. We did beat a bad Florida team, but we still won. That's nice. Yes. I don't care how good or bad they are. It's a hard place to win. You know what's interesting? Who was it yesterday? Oh, it was uh, the Saints head coach. He's telling his guys in the locker room. You know what he said? And let's be honest. The Bears are not going to win their own division. In fact, they're probably going to finish last. And you know what he said? He said, I don't care if you're on the road. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care who you're playing. It's hard to win in this league. And when you're a team like Arkansas right now, it's hard to beat anybody anywhere. So you better celebrate it, fans. I hope you appreciate it. Sorry. Uh, West, go ahead. Florida did beat Tennessee, by the way. There's that. I mean, they beat South Carolina. They beat Vanderbilt. I mean, they got five wins. They're one win away from going to a bowl. If they find a way to, I mean, it doesn't look good for them with LSU, Missouri, and Florida State coming up. But, you know, they, they're they not. I, I wouldn't call them bad just because Arkansas beat them. I wouldn't call them good. No, I wouldn't either. Below but, average, but kind of, can we agree yes. on that? Yes. I think they're kind of like <laughs> Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, they're, kind of, they're kind of like Arkansas. Anyway. Hey, I got a little nugget. Uh, yeah, Arkansas Razorbacks basketball team is coming to North Little Rock to play, you know. Tickets went yeah. on sale today at 10 o'clock. The okay. lower bowl sold out in 20 minutes. Wow. Only tickets left for that game is the upper bowl. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. One of our friends here at the Touchdown Club pointed that out to me, showed me on Ticketmaster. Sold out lower bowl. How about the women's game? We were talking about the men. Plenty of good tickets available. <laughs> All right, we're going to hit a top of the hour break here. Come back. Uh, Red White Report brought to you by Big O Tires. Alyssa Lang from the SEC Network will join us. Game balls and jock straps brought to you by Caddy's Touch Landscape in the next hour as well. We got some good ones. It was an interesting weekend, a lot of fun, and uh, plenty to celebrate. Not to mention hoops tonight on the buzz with the house. Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander is your metal roofing superstore. 40-year warranty colors are available at only $289 a foot. 20-year colors are $259 and Gavaloom runs $249 a foot. A variety of seconds and overruns are currently available at $1.95 a foot. Come buy Quality Outdoor Products in Alexander right next to the I-30 Speedway. Stop by.